And we are live. Welcome, everybody. And it's your favorite, but yet sexiest ex-truck driver in the whole wide world in Bitcoin Ben. All right, welcome everyone today to the show. We got everyone and their brother jumping on. Rumble's chat, where did I put that? Oh, there it is. There we go. All right, everyone on Rumble, jump in the chat room. Please like and subscribe to any platform you're on. Uh, apparently, I'm getting popular on TikTok now. I don't, I don't handle that. So all I'm seeing is like the actual like view numbers and all that. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's good. It, it's weird when you're on like Empty nothing platforms don't really have like a view count, so you don't know how many people are watching. Like Roku, Amazon, they have the crappiest freaking dashboards for like creators, and so you have no idea. But there are ways you can kind of figure it out. Our viewership's growing, growing, growing. Not the very good news. Now, today, I wanted to have on one of my favorite people, Debbie. How are you, Ben? I'm wonderful, Ben. How are you this morning? Well, now that I'm talking to you, I'm so much better. You know, I had the, what do I say to that line? You must be writing for Hallmark cards on the side. Yeah, well, I don't think they'd accept mine. <laughs> I would not be so PC. But that's okay. They sell like hotcakes, but, you know, be offended. <laughs> okay. that, I bet you that would be a big hit, though. Oh, it would be. Now, let me tell you what I know about Debbie. Then I want Debbie to tell you about Debbie. What I know about Debbie is she is probably uh, you and my wife are neck and neck. Other than my wife, probably the most intense woman I've ever met in my life. She goes a hundred miles an hour when she's sleeping. It's, girl, you are always moving. If anyone ever tries to assassinate you, good luck. Because I, I feel sorry for that sniper. Because they're never going to catch you sitting down. Maybe that's why God made me the way he did to save my own life. <laughs> big go, big go. All right, um, honey, tell us about yourself, your past, whatever you think the viewers in relationship were like silver and gold and, and your journey that brought you to the awareness 
right now. Okay, so good morning, everybody. And Ben, thank you so much for having me on your show. I also want to say that I, I want to make it clear that nothing I say is financial advice. It's my personal opinion and my personal experiences. So at this stage in my life, I'm looking back and I'm seeing things that I never saw before. You know, I remember my mom as a little girl saying, just wait till you become an adult. You know, whenever I'd get reprimanded for something and she would always imply that there was something I still didn't quite yet know, even though I thought I knew everything like we all do. So as I went and started my journey, um, couldn't ever figure out what one thing I was interested in. I don't know if that's because of a Gemini or again, just who I am because I, it's almost like squirrel. I see a couple different shiny things and I'll do everything. So it's really difficult to figure out where you want to go when you're doing four things at once, right? You're supposed to be the master of none or you're the master of none and an expert at what four things. I don't know. But anyway, so as I started going through my college days and figuring out my life, what I wanted to do, uh, I was very blessed that my amazing dad was a biology professor. So as one of his benefits, he got free tuition and having six children and I'm one of six, I'm the low middle, I'm number four. Um, he didn't have to pay for the college tuition. So he probably didn't care that I ended up with three different college degrees and not because I think I was smart because I really didn't think they ever taught me anything that was valuable for me to get by in my everyday life. But he, I appreciate the fact that I went through what I went through to figure out what I might be interested in and never thought then about, you know, why am I here, right? It was, you grow up, you get an education, you get married, you have kids. Because I'm, I'm 61. So back then, my That's mother- That's you say. Yeah, that yes, I am. Beautiful. We, exercise is the key, but if we probably won't have enough time for that. Um, oh, I know. Look at me. I exercise all the time. No, you sit outside of the gym in your lawn chair with your friend. Let's be honest, Ben. <laughs> right? Transparency. <laughs> but anyway, I um, I started dabbling in uh, computers. I dabbled in fashion, buying in merchandising. I went to FIT in Manhattan, and boy, I'll tell you. Oh, something clicked with that. Um, and then I ended up getting a minor in, in applied mathematics. So wasn't quite sure about what I wanted to do in my life. But again, tuition was free. Dad was just go ahead, go ahead, because he wasn't really paying the bills. And as my life continued, I ended up being married and divorced twice. You know, you got trial and error, right? I'm, well, you're on two or three. They probably couldn't keep up with you. <laughs> Uh, but, but, you know, and I know I'm a little scattered here all over the world, but with my thinking, but as I, as I say all these things and I talk about what I've been through and how I got to where I am, I look back now and I see how the pieces kind of fit together, but on a different scale than I would have before COVID because prior to COVID I was, you know, doing the rat race. I was working. I was, I, I was an entrepreneur at that point, owning several different businesses. And I thought that that's what you did. You got up, you, you went to work, you worked out, you did what you had to do around your house. You then, you know, either went to your, like I go to plays a lot or whatever you do on your routine basis, you go to bed, you get up the next day, you do it again. You know, you live for the weekend. 
And that was like my purpose, I guess. And right before COVID hit, I started feeling and questioning, you know, I was getting bored maybe is the word to think, why am I doing all this? Like, this makes no sense. And I would always wonder why somebody said that you need to spend more waking hours a day working than you do with your friends and your family and doing the things you love. Like, I always question, why was the system set up like this? It's not whoever did it, they did it wrong because this is terrible. So then COVID hits. And at that point in my life, I was a, a property owner, landlord. Um, again, skipping around. So I went from working in the fashion industry to working in the computer science world, which I was very blessed. I ended up not only being a computer consultant, but spinning off and doing a consulting gig on the side, which I was very blessed with some large projects, which gave me enough money to then afford to buy some real estate. And as I started buying real estate, something else popped up inside of me because my grandfather was a Mason. And I always wondered if you could inherit that passion, that deep love for property, because I, I love, 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 love to do property. Like computer science was a job, fashion was a job. It was something I learned, but property was something in my heart, real estate, developing, things like that. So, um, but again, COVID hits and here I am living in New York having a very difficult time with the business that I have worked my butt off to grow like you working morning, noon, and night to a point where I can become very comfortable in my life. And here people are basically giving permission to steal from you, abuse you. So that opened another can of worms. And I, it, it was very stressful, might I say. And I was a leader of a couple groups. So I wasn't just trying to get by myself, but I was helping thousands of other landlords across New York, just crying and trying to figure out what to do. And we're talking to lawmakers, trying to get a conversation going, trying to get them to understand what we were going through. Even though then I didn't really realize all the ins and outs that they didn't care. I didn't realize at that point COVID was planned. I didn't realize that part of the plan was to um, hurt the middle-class guy. So uh, I ended up just doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of soul searching. And then I want to say it was almost two years ago now, my brother had a really terrible car accident and I ended up being, being his caregiver. And if that doesn't put you in a whole nother, it just changes your mindset about life, about, you know, I'm looking back at everything. I'm looking back at the fact that I'm thinking, well, what kind of a crappy setup is this? You know, you work your butt off and you get nowhere. And then you kind of get bored in your routine and then you, you move on and then COVID hits and your whole life changes. You realize everything you've worked your butt off for is at risk to be lost because the government doesn't care. The government who's supposed to be taking care of you and helping you and protecting you, they don't care. So what do you do? So, and then, then my brother with the accident really changed my mindset, but in between the COVID and the accident, I stumbled upon you. And, uh, again, due to my brother asked me about Bitcoin and I'm like, what? Like, I had no idea what cryptocurrency was. So stumbled upon you. And for some reason, your words connected to my brain. I'd heard people have been trying to explain crypto to me. Matter of fact, if I'd listened, mm, Bitcoin was really cheap back then. But I just, I couldn't get it. I, 
they were talking and it was just noise. And then I stumbled upon you on the X-22 report and I, it clicked. It just absolutely clicked. So thank you for that. I appreciate you and I appreciate your knowledge. But in, oh, addition, in addition to all the crypto information, you also discuss life information and reality information and government information. And I was never raised in a family that was political. We didn't discuss it. I don't even think I really voted for president till Trump ran. Uh, and that's a whole nother story. But I was never that person. I didn't care. I was too busy. It didn't make sense. I, I trusted the government was doing the right thing. Oh my gosh, I'm even embarrassed to admit that I was watching CNN and Good Morning America. I was down in Manhattan at the barrier, uh, you know. I look back now and I'm like, ew, I hope they delete those episodes. But I didn't realize that we were being lied to. I didn't realize that our government was the way they were. I mean, I assume there were a few bad apples, which there always are. But to the extent that my eyes have been opened and with COVID going on and me being a property owner, you know, me and my four or five other people that work with me, we had no choice but to go out during the COVID days and work. You know, the toilets were still getting clogged. The snow had to be shoveled, the leaky pipe. So we had to physically go out during this, oh my gosh, you're going to die time, throw on four masks six feet apart. But I'd actually go in and be right next to another human and talk to them and service them. And, and you know, most of my tenants honestly didn't wear masks inside their house. Um, so I started to notice something was wrong within the first month because I wasn't getting sick. My people weren't getting sick. My tenants weren't getting sick. I'm like, huh. And the homeless people all around us weren't dropping dead. So something didn't make sense. And then to watch the rules and the regulations and the mandates, which I'm that person, I can't. I've always fought against being told what to do. And I always go by my gut feeling and I knew something was wrong. So anyway, um, then with you filling in the gaps, because I knew something's wrong. I felt something was wrong. And then you sharing not just the information, but where else to go to look. Like there are, as you know, as you know, there's not just one rabbit hole to go down. It's not just that government's bad. It's not just that the Federal Reserve isn't what they say they are. It's not just that they're hiding the fact that the dollar is dying and we're heading for the the third huge bank system crash of history. They're, they're not, you know, it's not just that. It's, oh my gosh, what's in our food? What's in our water? What's in our air? Adrenochrome, what is that? Um, what is happening to the children? Why were these kids on milk cartons in the 80s? Like everything just starts to swirl around and you're like, what in God's earth is going on? And then to add- let me, let me chime in real quick. Let me know if this is what happened with you. As, as you looked into it more, all of the pieces started mm -hmm. dropping in place. Yes, what you just said. Why were there so many children on these freaking milk cartons? Well, those of us of a certain age, we remember that where it was prominent on your actual milk. You know, hey, we're looking for this child, you know, last seen, you know, all that. That as 
you look into it, a shape of another world comes in where you think you live in this, uh, you know, 99.999% of the world is good. You start to look into it and you're like, you know, about 50% of these people are not good. (laughs) Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, but like you you just actually said, to your point, you start to realize that, well, I, I personally believe all people are good. I believe that the entity that distracts them or comes in and persuades them, that's the what's bad. And I, I do believe everyone yes. has an opportunity to make changes. We all do. And that's, you know, that's that's what the Bible says. But they know that's the other interesting thing about what I've been going through. I was brought up in a Christian pri- Christian private school since kindergarten. I went to a private Protestant Lutheran school. We had chapel every Wednesday. We went to church every Sunday. And I got to tell you, we weren't taught what really is in the Bible. We were only taught what they want us to know. And you put that in alignment with what the mainstream media is telling you and tell a vision and programming and you sit back and go oh my gosh like sometimes you just want to scream um it's right in your face yep and then you realize it's not just the united states it's worldwide but they want you to make think you're in your own little bubble like i i was almost shocked and then you realize it's not just our leaders it's every leader and then well, if you, uh, after you, I started, Some somebody had suggested I watch the Janet Osseboard series, Follow the Cabal. And taking all the knowledge that you had given me and all the pieces I was learning, she really put a bow on it. She went back in history, which I find so intriguing. And if people have an opportunity to watch that series, amazing. Because you see, you stop from looking from your house and your little lens and you go up to your 10,000 foot view where you see, holy crap, we're just a speck in history. This has been going on on some scale throughout the world since time began with the fall of Adam and Eve. It's holy crap. And then the Bible stories come into play and you're like, that's not what I remember somebody telling me the Bible said. And then you actually read what the Bible says. You're like, holy crap. Like it's just mind blowing. Plus, what I'm, what I've explained on my show is even the Bible we have now is a manipulation of the original text from when Jesus was actually around. That the church and the creation of the English language was the the reason that English is so completely different from every other language. Like if, um, if you look at Italiano and uh, Spanish, and Arabic, and all these other languages, they're not shaped 
the way the English language is. See, those are those are naturally evolving human sounds that we apply to objects or actions or whatever. Where the English language with the use of the the alphabet is actually it's a program right you actually you know computer language computer language is exactly like human language if you know how to program the language then you know how to program the software. If you know how to program the software, you can control the hardware. Well, we are the hardware. And our ideas and our thoughts and what we are exposed to is the software. So they actually created the English language so they could program us easier using hypnotics in a language. The English language is the only language where where hypnotizing works. Did you know that? No. There's no other language that you can hypnotize hypnotize people with that's on purpose because the how it sounds is what switches you into like software read only or rewrite only or write only it's it's the language that actually controls us all. That's why so many governments, especially the, the American government, want English to be the global language. That's why in every country they teach English because they're spreading the, the coding language for the manipulation of the hardware us using the software that they create from the language well look how god created the world i mean this is again part of the whole gamut when uh, i listen to julie green she's an amazing prophet and she said how did god create the world and i'm like oh well, you know in the beginning god created he said blah 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 and she's like but how do you actually do it and i i failed at the answer even though i knew the answer he spoke the world into existence. And again, learning through you and other, other people I listen to, words have meaning because it's frequency and we're all made up yes. of frequency. So I think the bad guys, the, the people who want to control us, not in our best interest, knew this. If you go all the way back to the beginning of time, you, you know that the book, The Great Controversy, shows very well how the Satan knew that he couldn't win. 
So what did he do when, when the Bible was being written and shared among the people to educate the people? What did they do? They took the Bible and they manipulated it so that they could still control the people, just like with the language. Uh, and again, I, I was never taught any of that in school. You know, just the things that I'm learning and it's coming out and it's the Bible isn't just the Bible anymore. It's actually uh, a prediction, a lot of prophets, 90% of the 80% of the Bible is prophets. And some of the prophecies haven't come to pass yet. And some are coming to pass now. And it's like mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. You know, I mean, it says in the Bible that silver and gold are God's money. Yeah. And when I learned about Bitcoin with you, I again, had no idea what it was. It's a foreign concept in my mind. My first husband taught me how to manage money. Thank you, Father God. <laughs> I'd be in trouble today. But I, it was hard for me to get through the mindset that I wanted to take my fiat dollars and put them in Bitcoin. I'm like, well, I, can I touch it? What is it? Like I, I went through all of that with Bitcoin. I didn't truly understand it for a long time, but I just knew of my gut feeling that it was the right thing to do. So when I started doing all these deep dives into the Bible and looking at gold and silver, it clicked. And I'm like, hmm, gold and silver has always been God's money. It's always been around. It's always had a value. It's, you can't just go print it like they do the dollar. And again, with, you know, a lot of your shows showing the comparison between the dollar and what's happened to the dollar, the fact that this is the third financial system in history that's going to take a crash. Um, and they're going to have to start again somehow. I, again, I never looked at that view. I looked at my little narrow view. What do I know since I was born? I grew up. This is what they told me. Um, but I, I had to really do some soul searching and take some leaps of faith and decide what am I going to do with my fiat dollar? Looking at, you know, throughout history, that dollar, it not only has it lost all value, but it's, it's less, you can't purchase with it what you purchased with it in the beginning. You have 3% purchasing power left on that dollar. 3%. If that. If that. <laughs> but gold and silver throughout time have always held their value and they're higher now in value than they started with. And so is Bitcoin. So I thought, hmm, okay, this is probably smart because Ben says it's coming. Everything I'm looking at says it's coming. I'm looking past to when before I was alive to see what the trends were. And holy crap, we better do something now, you know? So I, and again, looking up, you know, Bitcoin is over 30,000 this morning. Well, it was when we started the show. So, so exciting. Yeah. Um, but again, with if you look at gold and silver, you see, because Bitcoin doesn't have this history, but every time we're ready to take a drop, Gold and silver doubles, doubles. So I, you know, I, you always preach Caleb and Brown on this show for Bitcoin. And at the end of the day, after the bomb goes off and the dust settles, you want somebody reliable yes. to plan on to take care of you that you feel, I mean, there's no guarantees, right? But somebody you trust, you work with, you feel is going to be around. Yeah. Well, 7K Metals is that company for us, I know. Uh, and I know there's a lot of choices out there for gold and silver, but I personally, 7K Metals is my Caleb and Brown. They've been around since 2017. 
or 20Q, however you want to put it. And, you know, these guys are businessmen. They're very smart. Four businessmen said, we want out of that world. Like they, they stole the world too that you taught me about and said, we don't want to be like every other company. We want to be able to, if people want to share our message, we want to share our our uh, money with them. You know, we want to give them free silver. We want to help them. We want to offer health insurance. We want to offer them discounts on the world out there. We want to offer gold and silver IRAs. So they put together this amazing company and it's membership driven, which I know a lot of mem people are doing that now. And again, compensating people if they choose or not, but it's such an easy way for people to, if you want to buy bullion, if you want to buy collectibles, you can do that. And not only can you just purchase through them, but you can also liquidate back. So if you needed fiat dollars back for some reason, you could liquidate whatever you had in stock back. That's that's one of the features that I love is, mm -hmm. is if there's, because a lot of us who hold silver and gold, it's the liquidity of it, how quickly... I sell it and not get screwed. Right. Because I'll tell you the truth. If you are in a pinch and you go down like Joe's silver, Joe's going to think of Joe before Joe thinks of you. Yeah. We're here at the seven. You know, it's, it's, it actually makes silver more of a liquid asset than ever before. And their platform's amazing. Now, you and I, you actually brought it to me and said, Ben, look at this. Let me explain this. Let me show you what it is. I trust it. This is why there are people that you meet that you just, you really connect with. Mm -hmm. It's, you're one of those people for me. I, I have a very small group of people that, that I've actually met in person, hung out with, that I'm like, I would go into business with them. Well, you approached me. You showed me the ins, the outs, all that. And we said, let's launch a company together. And I'm like, hell yeah. You know, you're already kick ass. You know what you're talking about. And you can run with this. And so we created, you know, Bitcoin Ben Silver. And I... And for all openness, I don't really do anything with this company except my brand. You handle all of the clients, all the relationships, all of all of that. And, and, and literally, I have never, I don't even know like how much money you have or I have, I just want more silver. I basically, as long as my silver shows up every month, Deb's doing her job. 
<laughs> well, what are you doing when you get silver? You're taking your dollar that's worth less and less and less, and you're actually moving that sweat equity that you put in to get that dollar, you're shifting that to a placeholder so it's going to hold its value like Bitcoin. Yep. So yep. that you don't lose. And I, you know, I, one of the things I love about 7K Metals is that they created this company for the little guy like you and me. They wanted a place where people could trust that would be alive, God willing, after disaster, that people could buy, you can even buy fractional silver. You can, once you set up your 7K membership, you can just push a button. You can buy a dollar's worth of silver a day if that's all you can afford. They wanted something affordable for the everyday person where they could take and exchange their dirty dollar for a, something that was going to retain value throughout history. Because again, it's cost money. I mean, if Bitcoin were in the Bible, that would be cool too. But silver and gold are in the Bible from the beginning of time. People have always used gold and silver. Actually, where did the dollar come from? Right? People went in and said, here's my gold, hold it, because they didn't want to carry around the big clunky pieces. And somebody gave them a, a piece of paper saying, this is how much gold you have and this is what it's worth. You can come cash it in at any time. And here we are with a dirty dollar that's not even backed up by gold and silver anymore or oil or anything. It's probably dirty air that it's backed up with. But anyway, I ramble on, I digress. No, no, you're good. The reason I wanted to have you on was to how can people get involved and and what I love about it, they ship me the silver every month. I'm just I'm on auto purchase or auto whatever ship. it is, and I just get it. It's it's out of my head. I don't have to you know, go out and, you know, search. Plus, the coins, the, uh, the like, really good ones that they have, like, the graphics. Numismatic, your collectible yeah. coins. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. Well, they, you know, what did, what did people do in the 80s when we had the financial crash coming? The top five things people invested in. The top three were real estate. You had real estate and you had rare art and you had collectibles. And then the last two were sound money, gold and silver. So 7K tries to give you the collectible end, which it's like a lottery ticket. Are you going to be the one that has that Superman comic book or that Batman comic book from 1962 that's now worth $3 million? You don't know. You know, each coin tells a story, the rarity, and 7K tries to do the best they can to ensure that what they're giving you is a great collectible in their mind and who knows what it's going to be worth down the road. But yeah, so you, you can do a set it and forget it. They just ship it to you every month. You can also buy gold and silver Eagles. You can go in there and buy bullion. Uh, again, the membership's amazing. They just redid their whole membership base. Health insurance. You can even get health insurance. Yeah. I'm saving $60 a month on my health insurance, which is uh, huge. Yeah. It's, huge. it's I'm literally like, wait, they offer cheaper health insurance? Yeah. It's <coughs> and pet insurance. Yes. And that's, see, that's the future of everything is, is with technology and, and networks and all that. 
the larger everyone knows, the bigger the network, the cheaper that the network can purchase. Because you have a higher buying buying value. And that's what this group is. It's collecting a larger and larger network so they can buy silver cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and reward the members of of the network with cheaper silver. And they actually have what they sell. They don't, like a lot of gold and silver distributors, when you're going to buy like from APMEX or some of these other companies, they don't physically have the metal. They yep. have to go and ask their supplier for the metal. 7K Metals doesn't do that. They only sell what they have. They guarantee what they sell. I mean, sadly, with the push for gold and silver, there's counterfeit bars out there and you, oh you don't know what you're God. getting. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty sad, right? Go get a job. These people are nuts. I guess that is their job. But yeah, this this company is amazing. It also has the first digital gold and silver wallet. And they want to take us out of depending on the fiat dollar and be able to go spend your value of your gold and silver somewhere without having to spend a dollar. So they're they're trying to do their part, I feel, kind of like Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin will be accepted as payment. It would be great if we could use gold and silver in a way that you're not carrying pounds and pounds of metal in to a store to, to trade. Yep, and that's where the future is going, folks. This is what I want everyone to understand, that the future is going to be, you will be shopping with the value of your assets. We are going to be moving away from unbacked liability. Those are called derivatives, right? When you hold a derivative of silver, you don't hold silver. When you hold a derivative like a futures of actual Bitcoin, you don't hold Bitcoin. These are all fake derivatives. Those are going to collapse. They already are. Look, Look at the bond market. Look at everything around you. Everything that is rehypothecated or a derivative of is collapsing. The physical, the digital scarcity of Bitcoin. That's why Bitcoin's going up. That's why silver. And what's going to happen? My words, folks. Right now, there's no tangible way of linking the supply chain of silver to the direct price. That's going to change, folks, because what's going to happen is the miners are going to partner up, mark my words, with companies like 7K, and they're going to sell direct to 7K. Even silver manufacturers are going to have to go to an exchange to get silver because the miners are no longer going to want to deal in derivatives because they understand 
that their supply price is manipulated by the derivatives. So they're slitting their own throats, selling to these other derivative exchanges. So they're going to quit doing the moment they do that, bye-bye silver. It's off to the damn races because then you have a true trackable supply miners to demand real exchanges like 7K. And then what else is going to happen, Ben? Because a lot of the manufacturers like Tesla, these people with the solar powers, people that rely on the silver in the manufacturing world, knowing there's less silver than gold, what does silver come out of the ground at what? Seven to one, nine to one as gold yep. does. And most silver gets thrown away because you get an old cell phone, you get something broken. Most people don't scrap the little pieces of silver out. They discard it. So we're losing a lot of the silver base that has been mined and it's being thrown away quicker than it's being mined. So once these manufacturers see, holy crap, there goes the price, they're going to be trying to get their hands on as much as possible. So we're going to be able to, I feel, command our own price. I personally am not going to say. This is why I keep all of my old cell phones. Really? Because in the, oh, hell yeah, in the future, the silver in here will be worth more than I paid for the cell phone. Nice. It's it's once you understand, and it's all how you look at it. Right? People say, well, Bitcoin's not worth anything because it doesn't have a real world use case. Silver. And when I phrase it like this, people are going to get it. Silver has a higher burn rate than any crypto in existence. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yep. Because, because of what you just said, the amount of silver thrown away, think of it as a burn rate is higher than the supply created each year. So although we think we produce about 2% more silver each year, we lose about three and a quarter percent in the landfills. Mm-hmm. And, then- and so if you look at it like that, the silver is actually a deflationary production product. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you're going to see a lot of the suppliers dry up because they won't be able to get it. You're only going to have those suppliers that have the numbers in the game, that have the buying power or have stocked up that you can rely on to get it. I mean, that's one of my biggest reasons for 7K Metals I believe in them. I've I've dealt with a lot of different dealers, local, and I'm not saying it wasn't a good experience, but I, I'm looking down the road to make sure I have something that I, someone I can deal with, that I can trust, that I do believe is going to be standing. You know, and I, I had to make the choice, you know, do I just get Bitcoin? Do I just get silver? I'm always that person with a plan B, always. I never put all my eggs in one basket ever because you just don't know which way it's going to go. So I yeah. think, Silver for the immediate 
initial future. And then I think Bitcoin down the road is just, it's going to skyrocket. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Skyrocket. I think people need both. We're on, we're already there, folks. Where we're at right now, the reason the price is, uh, you have to understand the blockchain in order to really get this. You can analyze the blockchain because now we have a long enough history to look for trends. The Bitcoin blockchain as of two weeks ago is now in the predictable upward ramp. It's even if the volume doesn't change, even if one more person changes their purchasing habits of Bitcoin, the Bitcoin will go up now. Because of the blockchain, it actually tells us the true, true value and the true uh, flow of the network where we know exactly which bitcoins are created at each of block resolution. We know the bitcoins. We know what wallet they go into at the miners. We know when those are sold. We know where they go from there. We don't know who owns them, of course, but we know the movement of the wallets. What that shows us is that now the miners are now holding back their supply because they know now is when the price starts going up. The miners know which one of their clients over-the-counters exchanges, which one of those has a higher value or volume on their site. So, folks, follow the money. So the miners know, okay, if we don't sell our original, uh, what they call a clean, There we go. All right. Sorry about that. We got frozen for a second. Uh, happens whenever you're telling the truth. All right. It's all right. And we have the highest grade internet available. And I still freaked out. All right. As all of these participants start making logical choices on their own bottom line, that's all upward pressure. And that's what we're seeing now in Bitcoin, is all these levels from the miners to the -the over-the-counters to Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini, all those, the miners are now choosing 
which ones they will sell to. So in order to optimize the retail price in their favor, and it's it's and it's all very planned, but this is a shift because the miners weren't doing that before. They had a reliable source of of over the count that so they could just like throw it out there and whatever. But now that we're getting close to the halving, the miners are now planning because as an entrepreneur, Deb, you know, you can't just look at tomorrow. You you look at a year from now. You 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 look at the roof on your property. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure if Ben is frozen or if I'm frozen, guys, but he's not there. I just texted him. I'm pretty sure he's coming back. Looks like I'm still on his show. If I am, hey. <laughs> and if I am, if anybody has questions about 7K Metals or wants to get a hold of me, my email is right down there um, under my name. And yep. So <laughs> Ben says, trying to reconnect, keep talking. Oh my gosh, I just love him. So anyway, uh, yeah, but feel free to reach out to me. We also have a Telegram channel. Uh, it's morphed into a little more than a silver channel. It's a Bitcoin Ben channel, but you can reach me there also. That is Bitcoin Ben Silver Chat. Feel free. You can join and reach out to me there, but email is a great way too. So like I said, uh, 7K Metal just revamped their membership. So now they offer a legacy membership. So instead of saying, paying an annual membership fee, you can just do a one-time and have that option to buy gold and silver eagles, bullion, collectibles. You can buy whatever you want and take advantage of their amazing benefits that they offer. And I will help answer as many questions as I can. You know, I listen faithfully to Big Swear, which I'm sure a lot of you do too. Good friend of Ben's. And he he really does believe, he's such an expert in the metals business. He really does believe that silver is going to shoot and become extremely valuable. Like it's a better bang for your buck right now to invest in silver, let that shoot, and then buy some Bitcoin. Um, I'm not saying don't buy Bitcoin, definitely buy Bitcoin now, but also silver. Think about that. Hey, Ben, welcome back. Yeah. Um, sorry about that, folks. What happened was we're still live on YouTube. So that YouTube has the ability to send out what's called a cut signal. And the cut signal goes directly to the IP provider. And will actually cut off your internet. And so many people don't know what's going on. Like, uh, Everyone watching on YouTube, click the link under here and join us on the private server on uh, uh, Substack. 
you have a link under here, it's 20% off. We are switching over. We're, well, just join. Bye-bye, YouTube. You piece of crap.